0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping episode six of Loki, the finale. Uh, A lot of stuff happened, so there's going to be spoilers and everything. So uh, I suggest watching it and coming back. And uh, look, I'm here. Look, we've been doing this for about six months now, believe it or not. So I, I guess I guess this makes Tommy he who remains.
1: Tommy, how's it going? Michael, did you did you feel that? We passed the threshold. You can either kill me and release many variants of me into the podcast, either, or you can you can just take over and uh, do this with Chad, and uh, and that's how, that's how we'll live now. Tommy's cutting deals already, so
0: this is this is a good sign. Um, we're also blessed here today to be joined by a guest. And uh, look, I'm a big fan of this podcast. It's a not so serious podcast um three awesome dudes but i think we got the best one here it's oj oj how's it going how's it going man
2: it's a pleasure dude. i'm excited i'm a little nervous but i'm also excited and um i just love you guys uh everything you do and i'm excited to be here
0: awesome thank Thank you. thank you Yeah, well, OJ, I guess uh, a little icebreaker here um, because uh, I guess people won't know that like this is like the first time we're talking to you. So um, I'll I'll give you the chance, like not only just for us but the audience as well. Like uh, you can introduce yourself, tell people what you're about. You can uh, talk about your podcast and then uh, or just like your fandom for Marvel and all that fun stuff.
2: All right, well, I'm gonna basically do what I do in my podcast. What's up, everyone? Moje Feliciano, I started a podcast with a couple of friends uh, like two years, a year ago or two, I believe. I don't even remember. I think it was a year ago. Um, Basically, we're just huge comic book fans, huge Marvel fans, and we decided to just get together and start talking and start theorizing. Um, That led to YouTube channels and other things, and that's basically what we do. We break down shows, same bunch of these guys. Uh, And the fun part is that we all have like a different background. I study cinematography. One of them is an artist, which is the one that does all of our art. And then we have the musicians, so we all have to bring like different tidbits about movies, uh, series, and you know comic book stuff and all that.
0: You know, that's really impressive that you have a podcast full of talented people because we just we're just Tommy and Michael, right? Tommy, what, like, what's our skill set?
1: I, I kill plants. You can see clearly. <laughs> like, I think I got this plant to start of Loki, and you have slowly like watched this plant die in the background.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be fun to look back at the clips. Uh, <laughs> Well, OJ, I want to get your opinion. Like, uh, I mean, here we are. We're looking at the full series of Loki now. And uh, yeah, what do you think of the series as a whole? And like, how do you think it stacks up to the other Marvel shows?
2: Well, glad you asked that because I was pondering that same question in my head the entire day. Right. So I to compare them is really hard to do because I see them as completely different shows. Um, I personally loved Loki um, and everything it brought to the table. But comparing it to the other two shows, um, if I had to pick a favorite, that, that's, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite show. I would say more like um, Captain America. Uh, well, yeah, now, now called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That was one of my favorite shows. Um, but if I were to break it down, if I were to like, cause they're three completely different shows. Wanda basically just gives us a whole lot more character development and introduces brand new powers into the MCU. You got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which basically just brings us, uh, it, it it talks about the legacy of other characters, and it focuses on these two characters, but we know that there's other characters that will have these sort of legacies. And then Loki, all it focuses on is on expanding the universe. So it basically just lets
0: us know what's to come for the show. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. There, It's uh, like... I wasn't hugely in love with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I did think it was good. I, I just didn't think it was on par with the Wandavision. And oh I'm no, still, definitely not. Definitely yeah, not. Yeah. I. But with that being said, I'm I'm still grappling even to this moment as to which I love more. Uh, it's love really hard. To it's
2: really hard to cho- to choose. That's because that's yeah. why I just go like I love all of them. And you're like, oh, that's kind of stupid. I just class- classify them in like three different categories because it's really hard to pin them together.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I think they're all good. It's like, I'm trying to think what where I had the highest highs with. Like, which show, like, something happened and I was, like, jumping out of my chair. Like, and it's hard to me. It's, like, for me, WandaVision, I'm a big dialogue person. So, the dialogue in WandaVision, nothing. I'm a sucker for Vision telling me about love. Like, Vision can tell me yes. about love every day of the week. And we got that in this episode. So, like, I guess I got to love this episode, too. We got yeah. a little uh, Vision voice cameo. Um, yeah, that know? was really
2: good. And that intro, though, on like that on, uh, on the final episode, that blew me away. Like, I played it, and I was like, okay, yeah, they hooked me, they got me. This is
0: it.
1: Yeah, always play so Marvel. Clever. Always, always play with nostalgia. People are suckers. Just you should just they should just do an episode where they just show a movie again. People will love yeah. it. Oh, yeah.
2: But like, make it make it sort of like in the background. It's like what we didn't get to see.
1: It's like a, ba- like a like a like a D list character, like maybe it's like the waiter in uh, a yeah. coffee shop, just like watching. <laughs> yes, <the mass>. exactly. <laughs> Love it. The barista just does. Uh, coffee.
0: Tommy, so you bring up a good point, and I want to make a comparison here. Like for me, it was like, yeah, w- what does have the highest highs? And this brings me back to an age old question uh, about the Star Wars sequel. So for me i think the force awakens is probably more of a good consistent film but the last jedi for me has much higher highs and i i had a better theater experience in that i was like jumping out of my seat at moments and then there was moments i really didn't like too so but when people ask which one i like more i say the last jedi and i think the last jedi could be compared to loki because I don't know that I loved every single aspect of the show, but there were those moments that completely blew me away. Um, one being, I think the one that like I actually jumped out of my seat. And again, it's uh, a, another fit comparison to compare it to the Last Jedi. But it was like that that throne room fight scene with the timekeepers, and then Sylvie knocks the head off, and then it's the reveal of the android. Like that, I was out of my seat for um Another one being like anything, and I can't believe. Look, we're eight minutes into this podcast, and I'm just now mentioning mentioning the fact that we got Kang in the finale, and that nice. I'm, I mean that entire moment, I'm just like on the edge of my seat, and and like the performance there by Jonathan Majors completely blew me away. um I, And I guess this is a good time to to, to focus in on that. O, OJ, I'm curious, what did you think about Kang in this episode, and, and maybe like the series as a whole? Did you see this coming? I uh,
2: so yes. Um, me and my, my my friends were making jokes because we were basically nailing almost all of our theories, and we were getting a little bit scared because we were like, we kind of don't want to be, we kind of want to be surprised at the end, right? Um, and uh, I remember listening to your uh, to the last the last um, episode where you were making fun of the people who were like riding that manifesto train. And I was one of those pe- one of those people, and I was like, I don't really want to ride the Kang like train so hard, but it's like it's right there in your face, right? So when it came out, I was like, okay, got this right. But the interesting thing, and what I loved it, it's that it wasn't like um the who we saw at the beginning. I was like, is this Kong? I, and I was I was like a little bit nervous because I was like, this is a weird take on his character, right? It's like he doesn't normally behave like this. Like, I mean, yeah, he's. I guess you can call him cocky, but not in like a jokester manner. He has a very big persona, and then you like they give us this like big bomb where we're like, oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not Kang the Conqueror. I'm, he's one of my variants, and you're like, oh, oh okay, now that that's the Marvel way to do it. And then it's, you see it like in the in the sorry in the in the and the finale finale, we get to see the statue and Loki being in another timeline, and that's when I was like, there you go. That's like that big Thanos moment from Avengers.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing we've been talking about. Is like, how are they gonna top Thanos? Right, like that's the big question everyone's been having. Yes. and like for me, I'm with you. Like, I didn't know how I felt about King at first because my my King is is more like. Scienty and more like almost like like I remember watching an animated show where they had him and he was like almost like monotony. He was very like analytical and like I was like this is cool like this is very like he just he seemed so powerful in the way he spoke and this was so different. Also so powerful in a different way. Uh, Major Jonathan Majors did an amazing job with this version. It was just hard for me to be like this isn't the one I know. I may see that one later down the line, but that's what's cool. It's very it could be anyone. Kane can just keep showing up because there's just an infinite amount of him now, potentially. Yes, exactly.
0: So in the past, Tommy, I expressed my concern for what the multiverse will do to the MCU. Right? Um, you open the store, and it really becomes a cure all for any issue or any like, oh, you want to bring a character back out? It's the multiverse. You know, it's like you really can do whatever you want. It puts no limits on the franchise. And personally, I think that can get dangerous. Now, what got me so excited about Kang and the future of the MCU is they're really presenting the multiverse as Kang's thing. He's the one that's mastered the multiverse. He's the one one who remains, right? Like nobody else is able to uh, harness this power in the way that he has. And I think that has got me excited because the multiverse isn't like a thing that anybody can access now. You have to be a special type of person, and you have to be Kang, and it's his thing, and they're gonna have to figure out a way around that, which I really like.
2: Yes, because like uh, like Immortus said, he's like, oh, um, uh, a variant, of, a variant of mine in the thirty first century is the one who discovered this whole like multiverse thing, and that he was referring to Kang at that point, I, and. It's interesting because, like you say, yeah, you're right. Like he's the one who has control of this, so that's what makes them essentially like a threat because he understands it better than anyone else.
1: And and what's terrifying, like thinking of the future of like, it, we've seen this whole series was kind of about like, do you have free will? Is there choice? And it's like we now have to have our Avengers fighting Kang, who controls the multiverse, basically will know when things are happening. This is terrifying. This is scary. I, don't, I don't want to be that barista watching this go down.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I'm going to move into like a gripe of mine with this episode, and it, it is still a little bit of that thing like uh, when you get into time travel and you know anything's possible. Um, it just opens up a lot of questions for me. And well first and foremost, uh, I, I gotta ask, uh, when we when we open the episode and we and we go into this this uh, uh, the castle, King's Castle, uh, the first person we meet is Miss Minutes. Did anybody else uh, like immediately think that Miss Minutes was our big bad?
1: I kinda, I, I, just, I kinda did too. I'm like, it was right in front of us the whole time if it was Miss I, I actually think that would've been really funny if Miss Minute was the person in charge the whole time.
0: Well, she was also like talking about who she was like, she was referring to, he who remains. But then she was also like playing against sides. She was like going back to Ravana and talking to her as well. And I was like, uh, I was like, you know, it's not impossible that Miss Minutes is just lying about this person and it's all Miss Minutes. But, um, anyways, back to my gripe. Um, I I guess, and this is just like one example, and maybe you guys can like talk this through with me and help me figure it out because uh, Miss Minutes. Brings a deal to uh, the low keys, right? And the deal is like, you can basically have whatever you want. We can put you in a new timeline. You guys can be together. Uh, you'll have infinite power, right? And, but then later it, it, you find out King wanted them to come all along and. Uh, it was basically, like, what? Wh- why did they offer that? And the other thing is, if he knew that they were going to say no, why even send Miss Minutes in the first place? And that's, that's like, the kind of issues I start having when we get into, like, multiverse and time travel stuff, you know? Um, I don't know if anyone else has any takes on that or had any issues like that.
2: I actually didn't think about it that way. But now that you bring the issue, it's...
1: Yeah, I guess the only, like... This is like the cop out answer of like, well, that's how it went down the first time. So they had, yeah. So they had to like, it's almost like they had a script and they had to go by the script, even though they know the outcome, they still have to do what was stated in order for everything else to come. Uh, But that's like the cop out answer.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And and if you, you could like, you could also have like this. uh, I just kind of thought about this. Miss Menace has never been seen. Um. We never saw her actually talking to to well this version of Kang, which was immor- immortal, I believe. right? No, well, he who remains. Uh, we never got to see her talking t- directly to him. Like he never gave her an order. And every, oh, wait. sorry, my cat, my cat's excited as well. He's like, ooh, my owner is famous. Uh, anyways, the point is that he, Miss um, Minutes, never really talks directly to him. He, ne- she never, re- we never see her actually like. Taking a direct order, so you could see, so you could maybe think that Miss Minutes has like take has a mind of her own, because we know she gives Ravona different instructions. We know she she gives the offer to the Loki's, but we never really see her reporting back to Kang at any point.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And here's another thing: this is uh, I, I went to Disneyland this past week. That's why I was on last week. And uh, what, what's really weird to me like Miss Minutes is like the character that they're selling the most from like t-shirts to like, to, to like plushies to, and everything in between. Like I, I didn't see a Sylvie shirt. I didn't see a Ravona, Ravona or M- Mobius merch, you know, it's all about Miss Minutes. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I would say that uh, they probably aren't done with Miss Minutes and I'm down to see more Miss Minutes as well. That'd be
1: cool. What if she's a variant too? Oh my gosh! What <laughs> who if, would <laughs> Miss Minutes be a variant of? What if maybe she's is all
0: cool. like, yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe she's a king variant. That's the, the animated king. Ooh, scary! <laughs> I,
2: was, I was thinking more like like uh, King the Conqueror like made um that he who remains think he was always in control, and he just sent Miss Minutes to like help this this um this variant understand his technology and
1: create the TBA.
0: This perfect. It's, yes, I love it. Yeah. Like, the Miss Minute's a uh, spinoff
1: show. That theory, or that Miss Minute is a variant, just like Loki. Uh, Alli- if they can create an alligator Loki...
0: <laughs> they can make
1: a, <laughs> they
2: can make a Kang, Kang the Conqueror
1: a Clock Kang. I Clock mean, he is
2: he is always in charge of time, so...
0: That's, I mean, that's his domain.
2: That's his domain.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, Tommy, I want to get your, like... And I know this is probably we're we'll be jumping around a lot. Um, I, I guess I we didn't really mention it to the audience. we're doing a very freeform discussion here because I, I just feel like there's so much to process. Um, there's so much to talk about is like for like the series as a whole. Um, but also like the future of, of the MCU. And Tommy, I, I want to get to your like reaction to like, where where is this all going? Because what's interesting to me is like when when Kang or the variant of Kang is killed, we we jump to Loki, and at the end of the episode, um, he's he's still in the TVA when he realizes like things have changed, and, and there's a different king that's now in charge. Um, so I'm curious, like, is that something that has affected? How how deep does that go? Right? I mean, is it just affecting the TVA, or is this something we're gonna see throughout the greater universe?
1: I would assume it would affect the greater universe, right? But it would be interesting. It would just affect the TV. I, that, to me, that would make us less impactful. If you're going to do something like this, this is your like like um, Hydra being inside S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time, right? That That's what this is for me. So if you're going to do that, you have to make it impact the entire universe. Uh, now, will the shows or the TV shows and the movies that are coming out, I think they're still going to be part of the sacred timeline, so it won't change much maybe in that aspect like oh they're still in that one timeline so it's not messing around but if you get off into these branches that's where all the cookiness is going on if that makes sense i don't know okay
0: yeah what do you think about that oj well like your concern is
2: the fact that loki went back to the tva and um it has completely, it's been completely changed. Obviously, it has, it's under new management. It's under like Kang's actual management. When I first saw that, I thought, I, the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, so he went back in, he didn't go back in time, but he went back to like the present of the TVA, like where he just left. And it was different because Kang now was in control. But it kind of, then I quickly remembered that in Avengers Endgame, it was established and we were very well, um, taught by professor hulk that if you go back in time you don't really affect your future you just create an alternate timeline so i don't know if we're in like in a different tba i don't know if that's an actual i don't know if that's possible like you can have different types of TVAs, or if it's just one singular one
1: it's very confusing what yeah, that's, just that's a good sorry that's a good point though because it's like uh from my understanding at the start of loki was like TVA is outside of it all right exactly like the TVA is outside of the times it, it wouldn't have multiple universes is because it is watching yeah. from afar so yeah i guess that's where it would be right is it like it's just now a different TVA. what's confusing about that is why does mobius and all of them not rem- like remember him like what did that just now get erased? like that's the part that gets wonky but
2: well, I mean, if we're talking about, like, variants, right? We, we focus on this new term that they have described, variants. We could basically see a, a part of the, uh, the same version of the TVA, but Kang the Conqueror now is in control, so he pruned all of the other officers, and he just brought back different variants of them. That could be another way to explain it.
1: That's a good—I didn't even think about that, but they're all pruned now. They're over in the void hanging out with Alligator Loki.
2: At least the one—yeah, at least— um um. B-15 and uh, Mobius, which are the only two officers that actually, like, found out the truth. The rest, you don't have to brainwash. we have already been brainwashed, but at least uh, B-15 and uh, Mobius are the ones who technically can erase from the picture and bring other types of their variants. That's how I would solve that problem. I don't know.
0: Right, right. Um, I, I guess a lot of my... If I did, like... As I was watching the episode, like I I was looking at the runtime, and I knew we were spending a lot of time with Kang, and I was loving every second of it, but I was like, are we going to wrap everything up the way I want it to? Um, And and it really got down to the wire there, and then I was just like, what is this ending? But at the end, we don't get a post-credit scene, which uh, I thought that was a little weird, but... Uh, we did get the reveal that Loki will return for season two, which this is like the first time out of any of these shows that we've gotten any sort of confirmation that there would be a second season. So um, I was super excited about that. And that and that also, again, like made me appreciate this episode so much more for what it was and that it was more of us like really trying to understand Kang and what he's capable of and. Um, mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, OJ, I'm curious. Like, what is something that you would be looking forward to in like a second season, or, or I guess, what do you expect? So,
2: uh, funny enough, before the show aired, I kind of already, well I, I knew they were gonna have a second season. It was like on their Wikipedia page. It like you could see Loki two seasons, and I'm like, I didn't know if it was real or not, but I kept that in my mind. And my concern for the show was, how are we gonna have? like how is this going to make how are we going to have a, a season another season for this so that was always my concern as the show kept developing that finale was like okay fine that makes sense and then i started um, thinking about like the future of the mc right and um, we know that uh, kang the conqueror's next appearance is going to be in the and the Wasp Quantumania in february of 2023 which is earlier early in that year so if if, it, if this was to make sense, you would have Loki at late twenty twenty two, or you can just essentially like in introduce Kang the Conqueror in Iron Man Quantum Mania, him not being defeated, and then we have to see Loki deal with that situation. Now, what would I like to see from that from the second season? I guess explore Sylvie's character more because we can pre- pretty much tell that she was not happy with what she did. Was very upset. I know what's up, no She was very upset. I Meet mean, Nova, everyone, by the way.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> Precious, um,
2: yes, new to the family. Uh, we know that Sylvie wasn't really happy with what she did. Like she did, as soon as she did it, she was like just unfulfilled because, as we know, uh, vengeance does not lead to anything. And then I guess I would like to see what the show needs It's just more explanation. We don't know what's really going on. Like, I don't want to see any big battles. I care. I'm, I'm with Tommy in this one. I'm a sucker for, like, conversations. I love hearing people explain the world we're in. So I guess I would love to understand mainly what I'm, I guess, to, like, wrap it up, and I'm sorry. It's basically just explain where Loki is right now. Like, is this new TVA? Same TVA? What, what is this? That's, like, what I care for mo- the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And what's interest what you kind of brought up, and um, and maybe this is again, it's it's so hard to compare this to WandaVision, and I I, I don't want to like put it in the same category. Like naturally, we will because they came up on Disney Plus and all that. But um, it, because I, I was so invested in the Vision and Wanda storyline, and maybe not even a lot, but at least a little bit, you know, because we knew who they were um, coming into it, and then by the end, I was super invested. And yeah, I would like to see more from Sylvie and I, and I would like to see like, I would like to see like this love story, maybe, maybe even slow down a little bit like it because it felt okay. very abrupt to me like uh, that we're all of a sudden supposed to care about this relationship between the two of them. Um, so yeah, I would like to see more from Sylvie. I would like to see more of that relationship and make it feel a little bit more earned. What do you think about that, Tommy?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think the focus is going to be Loki and Sylvie in season two. Like, I think that's I, – I know that's kind of what the focus of season one was, but I also think it was, like, understanding the world and kind of, like, solving the, the, like, the mystery of who's running the TVA. Um, I do think, like, at least part of season two will be Loki trying to get Sylvie back because she's just stuck there, right? Like, she has no way to get – she's just hanging out. Do you think uh, Miss Minute would play, like, Yahtzee with her maybe or, like, some battleship? Like, they got to play games, you got to think. Uh, it get real boring up in there. <laughs> uh, and I think <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I just
0: I struggle to picture like Miss Minutes as capable of being bored. I, I feel like that if she was bored she could just turn herself off and Well Miss Mina
1: isn't bored, but maybe like Kane was when okay, he was there. Yeah, or like so fair. like they're gonna ask Miss Is Miss Minda just gonna be like, No, I'm good. I'm Sylvie's you know- <laughs> so just gonna play fetch the variant with Elias.
2: That's pretty much what's gonna happen. She's just There you go. Prune him. Yeah. There you go. There you go.
1: Yeah, but the other question, I guess, and and you mentioned Ant Man, and like my thought is, when is this coming? Because for me, it ha- I believe it has to come before at least Doctor Strange. It, it, like that to me is like guaranteed; it's going to come before Doctor Strange happens, uh, or maybe it doesn't, and it's like a, they almost are done with the multiverse by the time we get back to them. I don't know. That would feel weird to me. Because um, I, I feel like the multiverse is going to get resolved in Doctor Strange, right? Or at least a big chunk of it is going to be talked about in there. So for me, it's got to be around that Ant-Man time. Either before or after Ant-Man, that's where we're going to get this sh- this uh, season again. And I wouldn't
0: even say that it's necessarily going to be resolved because I- – I don't want to step too far into what the next Spider-Man movie may be, but there's a lot of stuff out there that would lead us to believe that it, that is probably a very multiverse-focused well, movie. Well, it's
1: all does in, like, Kang's not, you know, menacing around and it's like an evil multiverse. It's going to be like a happy but, multiverse with, like, you know, <laughs> fun variants just happy going wherever they want. Yeah. But if, that,
2: but if that's the case, then who do you think is going to be, like, the MCU's main baddie now? Because, I mean, right now we're getting Ka- Kang. Yeah, I had I mean, like the wild theory in one of my uh, one of the uh, YouTube uh, videos where I said like I'm thinking that our main big baddie will be probably like Doctor Doom when he ho- hopefully he gets introduced in like um, Fantastic Four, which is the last movie of the Phase Four, and maybe Kong the Conqueror is just like one of his pawns and he doesn't even know it. I don't, That's what I was thinking. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't think King is going to be the big big. I don't think he's a Thanos. Um, I do think he's more of a catalyst to get us the opportunities to get like to me. It's like this multiverse and Kang in general is like a catalyst to open up, so they can bring in the Fantastic Four and all those other things and those things. You know, he can also still be a bad guy and he also will probably be terrifying. But I do think like it is. I hope. I don't know. There's a part where that like maybe it will be like the Thanos thing. That'd be great. But uh, it's it's gonna be hard to top Thanos. I think. Regardless of who it is. Well, Tommy, I think you said it the best yourself.
0: Uh, I I feel like, I mean, what we've been presented and what we understand about Kang in the MCU thus far, I mean, he seems pretty pat. Like he's, I mean, how do you stop? How do you stop Kang at this point? That's my question. OJ, how how are we how are we defeating Kang? Bro, that's a, that's a tough
2: question, man. Defeating Kong, that's like. I mean, technically, that's like thinking like, oh, how would we defeat Thanos? It's like, that's why it's hard to not think of him as the next big daddy yeah. in the MCU, because he's, like, if we're talking about in the comics, you know, this we're talking about a guy who basically, the reason he's called Kang the Conqueror is because he conquered the timeline. He has, a, his, his domain is basically time itself, past, present, and future, foreseeable future. And on top of that, he also has, like, a council of Kangs so he's like oh the other Kangs that I met that have my same ideals will just become a council so at the end of the day if you defeat one there's always another one that can step in but that's like comic book wise movie wise I don't even know like
1: and that's why I don't think they'll defeat him I think they'll just like manage him manage,
2: <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what you meant with manage okay so it's like we'll, we'll make us think which is actually a theory one of my my, my friends from the podcast that is like what if like they just we keep seeing kang over and over like oh he comes into uh, a, a Man and the wasp and they defeat him but ha uh, it wasn't him then like in the future young avengers have to fight with kang they defeat him uh, he comes back so yeah. it's like he's a he's a constant thing that has to keep happening
1: well, and the thing that too is like that's hard for me to not think about is like he is a Richard, right? So it's like, it, it, you know, it does – are they going to do something? with? Is he going to be Nathan Richards? Like is this the ver- – like is that – are they going to keep that part of this universe? Are they going to have this correlate into Reed Richards? Is this going to be part of Fantastic Four at some point? That's like something else where my brain is going too. Like I, I don't know didn't even think about that i completely
0: forgot that part yeah so many
1: questions and and that's what's cool is like i what i will say about this regardless of how you feel about loki or whatever you know because we'll get back to like our thoughts of it but i think the other thought is like this has got me excited it's it's Mm -hmm. it's reinvigorated like With Thanos, we ask these questions, like, how do you defeat Thanos? What are they going to do with the Infinity Stones? This is wild. And, like, that's kind of how I feel after this is, like, this is so big brain right now and there's so much going on. I don't even know how they're going to tackle all of this because it's so open. You know, like, there's so many ways they can take this story now.
2: Yeah, and now that I think about it, you can't really think of Kang as, like, being a a really, like, low-level um villain because we're talking about someone who one of his variants created TVA. we see a universe where he's also like in charge of the TVA. and we know that TVA is basically you know has a collection of infinity stones just lying around in a drawer people use them as, as like, papers holders and i'm like like you know Kang can also like just hold the infinity stones if he wanted to at that point like how powerful is this person and i I just feel like, you know, like I'm eight years old again, I've watched Iron Man for the first time and I'm thinking, What is gonna happen? Because they opened up a multiverse, they introduced a really big villain and now we're just we, question after question just keeps
1: happening.
0: Well, here's here's my uh, consensus. Uh, it is way too early to even th- like like uh, if this if this if there is an episode next week, it was it's almost not even worth discussing, right? Because it's like there's so many possibilities. It's almost like uh, we'll just get to it next week. But uh, we're slow fed all of this stuff, right? <laughs> Slowly but surely. So it's almost like what we have like no intel here. Like like yeah, there was some big reveals, but the possibilities again with the multiverse are endless. endless. So. Uh, anything could happen, and uh, look, I'm I'm excited about it. So, uh, Tommy, I'm curious. Just kind of like hop back into like the finale of it all. Uh, did you have any other like uh, big moments that you were, that you really loved?
1: Well, I mean, I think I guess I'm not going to go with my big one yet, but I, one that I want to talk about is we haven't really talked about Ravona, and like I kind of like what they're setting up with her character arc. Like she in the comics is like not. She's an adversary of King, right? And they're kind of set that up in this of, like, she's, like, to me, she was one of the most heartbreaking in the sense that she's, like, I need to believe in this. It was that whole, like, believe in faith, right? It's, like, she needed to believe in this because otherwise what has she been doing? And, like, that was an interesting um, – because that's something I can relate to. That's something that I think everyone feels at some point is, like, what's the what's the point, <laughs> you know? And uh, she's off. She's doing – you know, she's she's – she's got the little time hopper she's going out into the world. So I think to me that was, I liked how they wrapped her up. Uh, it's a very relatable like feeling. I think
0: we've all kind of found ourselves in like a situation like that, whether it be like something grand scale or small where you're kind of like proven wrong, but you're also like, you still don't want to let like, go of that thing. Right. Um, but, but also at the same time, like the Mobius position is also very, like it's, it's two different types of people. Uh, and again, we can relate to both of them. So I thought it was it was interesting. Um, OJ, I'm not sure like how tied into like the comics you are and everything, but I'm curious like where where did Ravona go? What what is she doing? Uh, well, are, are we going to see her again? So
2: I went through like many different like stages on like theories on her. Uh, I obviously think we're going to see more of her. Uh, we can't just leave it like that because that's going to be very annoying. Um, but, like, well, as Tommy said, it's like we know she's an adversary to uh, Kang the Conqueror. I knew this since I saw her name. I'm like, okay, another hint of Cap- Kang. And I'm like, okay, let me start thinking like MCU. How would the MCU twist this? They could make her like uh, the, because as in the comics, a love interest to Kang the Conqueror, right? That's the most basic one. Okay, let's MCU it up. Uh, family member to Kang the Conqueror. That's why maybe she kind of knew about like the whole, like, how the inner workings of the TVA. But then I'm like, you know, let's just keep it as to, like, someone who eventually found out. What if, like, Ravona and Kang the Conquer in the 31st century were, like, a thing? He creates the whole TVA thing. He goes off into this multiversal war, leaves her over there. She has no idea what's going on. Then she gets uh, somehow, gets brought into the TVA and... She finds out that okay, I'm a variant, so is everyone else. What I am thinking she didn't know was the fact that the timekeepers were fake, were, were fake, because that's when we see her actually kind of like change her whole attitude, and she's I trying guess. to seek for that like like uh, that, that faith, like okay, this has to have a meaning. I think, she, and, and and the last we saw about it was Miss Minutes giving her like information. So where did Miss Minutes send her?
1: My, you know, she's gonna show up in season two. She's gonna grab Mobius from the the void she's gonna show up on a jet ski she's gonna yes. be like hop on we got this and then they zoom off and yeah i no i i don't know that is the question right because it wasn't they didn't give miss minute what she wanted and that was from king he was like she's like yeah, she doesn't like, want you to he fine, doesn't think that's gonna help you exactly
2: yeah. so like well is she looking is she looking for like her origin or is she looking for the TVA origin like we don't we don't get that information but from what it looks like she's just searching for a purpose and
1: a point i think she i think you hit it like i think the timekeepers was she knew that people were variants that did not surprise her what did surprise her was that it wasn't the timekeepers all along and i think this is she's going to resent king that i I think this is like the seeds of she is having her she's almost became sylvie you know it's almost like the thing that she is now seeking that, that vengeance against King okay. in the way that Sylvie was seeking it against the people that took her. That's kind of how I feel from it, but... Okay,
2: I like that. But let to answer your question, Michael, I guess where she would be going now, I think she's just going to be looking for answers as to, like, why she... Like, maybe why was she chosen to know that everyone was a variant?
0: Good good points. Um, Tom, Tommy, um, I want to ask... Because so much has been made of, like, the variants in this series, right? Uh, Obviously, Sylvie being the the biggest, but we can't forget about my favorite uh, in Alligator Loki. Um, uh, Do you you think we could possibly get more variants in season two?
1: Yes, 100%. I think this is the show... I would love other shows to start using variants. I think that would be really interesting. I think this is the show that Marvel is going to get out all their juice on variants. And really, like, like this is where we can throw all the goofy, like, you know, if we saw it in the Void episode, like, this is where they were like, this is where we're going to throw in all the Easter eggs we want, to, you guys want. We're just going to throw it here because it doesn't really matter that much, but it does. And uh, I think that's cool. Like, I, I, I yeah, to, to answer your thing, yes, we will see more variants. And I'm hoping more than just Loki variants. Like, I'm hoping we see other character variants. Like, maybe we get, like, a Captain America variant. Like, it'd be cool to get some of those cameo actors in. Well, as- yeah.
2: You just, you just said a Captain America one, and I just uh, remembered that in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we technically do get a variant of Captain America with uh, America, I think it was called America Chavez, I, I believe. Is her yeah. name. I'm not mistaken? She's going to be appearing in that movie, and you could say that's a very, it will by the MCU rules now, you know, we know America Chavez is just another version of Captain America, but the MCU can see it as a variant of Captain America. And if we start seeing what if like the, new, the new series that they're gonna come out with as canon, which I do believe it is now that the multiverse has you know branched out, we also get to see another variant of Captain America with um, Peggy Carter being ancient, uh, Captain Peggy, right? Captain, yeah. Carter? Afraid, no, Captain, Captain Carter. I forget. Captain Carter. There you go. That sounds
0: better, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we probably should have seen this whole like uh, multiverse being broken open coming because, uh, yeah, the what if there's the interesting timing for that to come right after Loki. So, yeah, down for it. Uh, but yeah, uh, OJ, what about you? Was there any uh any other big moments in this episode that uh, you want to talk about? Big moments.
2: Um man my, honestly my favorite moment of like the show was like that that kind of battle between loki and sylvie where yeah we see a little bit of like physical fighting but it wasn't really that wasn't the fight i was focusing on it was the emotional one right like this conversation they're having where like Sylvie keeps asking loki like do you really trust him and he's like well yeah because i'm a liar and i know he wasn't lying about that and then I, at the end he's like look i can't be trusted You don't trust anyone. So we're in a stalemate. This is essentially nothing. What are we going to do? And it's, it kind of like, you know, it hits, you know, kind of like my heart, right? When Loki says that line, because he did say, and I believe it was the previous episode where he goes, like, I have basically betrayed everyone that's ever loved me. And for the first time, like the, the first time he's not going to betray someone he loves, he knows that she will see it that way. Because he's a, he's already a, a someone you can't trust. Even if you try to, you won't really be sure.
0: Tommy, yeah, I'm, that's that's a good point that you brought up. Um, I, I feel like uh, again, I've kind of talked about like maybe I'm not fully buying into like the Loki Sylvie stuff. Um, and I know, like from your perspective, Tommy, in the past, you've expressed concerns of like, uh, is this Loki like making sense? Like, like from the point of he was pulled out of the Avengers and here he is like is this the same Loki that we're dealing with do all of his motivations make sense so yeah I guess I'm curious like how did this land for you from like their relationship perspective and like is this
1: believable from loki as a character I think so because it's kind of both it was kind of him having his cake and eating it too like yes uh if if they went with his plan which they take over it's like He gets what he wants. He gets the power. It's like that like is what, you know, they talked about that. So like uh, when he was with all the other Lokis in the bunker, he's like, she's different because she doesn't want to take over. She wants to burn it down. And so like he would still have that side of him while still doing it with Sylvie. So I think like that checked for me and what checked for me was her turning it down because to me, it's like regardless of her feelings for him, you she was from being a child to now has had one mission. And to me, it would not have made it would not have made sense for her to be like, oh, now is now I'm in love. Now I forget everything I've been planning for years. You know, like she was saying, she's like she had that whole strategy to get into the TVA. She's been playing it for years and years and years. It's like I think how they handled it was exactly. She paid like she paid respects to that connection, right? Like she gave him the kiss of like, I, I'm acknowledging that, like, yes, there is something there. You were right. But I have to do this. Like you this is this is beyond us. This is like something that is my mission in her eyes. And then I think afterwards it's kind of like the feeling of like, what now? You've you've accomplished your life goal essentially for her. And it's like, what comes next? You never think about that. You just think about the goal. And so yeah, I think that for me, I I think it did check out. I think it is exactly what I needed to have from their relationship. From uh, like I said, with Loki, like he was definitely I have issues trusting him. So, and and because he's, he's Loki, you're not supposed to trust him. So, like, I think what he was saying, it was easy to untrust it because what happens once he gets that power? He he may, in that moment, he may have been speaking truthfully of like, I don't need it. But once he's in there, oh, he's got that nice cushy seat. He's playing Battleship with Miss Minute. I don't know.
0: Yeah, again, I, I just feel like so much of this series, and, and I i continue to make comparisons but in a way like the core of this story it first and foremost i think it was to set up Kang. like everything that's happened this far is like to set him up like uh every question we have is answered by Kang coming in but secondarily i think it is the relationship between the two loki's and and I, i think a lot of the story hinges on that so if you don't buy into it that kind of becomes the problem um and again like the other mcu show that has a love connection in it it's just, it's just hard for me to i don't know I, that that that's my biggest issue with the show uh, I, I, again i think like the culmination of everything coming into like this big villain i, I think that worked I, I just don't buy the loki sylvie stuff I, i'm not there yet thank god for a season two and i'm not
1: Yeah, and I don't think any of us are full. Like, I don't think anyone was fully in. I'm glad that I'm with you, and like, I don't need romance in every single thing. Like, it really does frustrate me when every movie has some sort of love interest for the main character, and it's just like, we don't need it every time. Sometimes it makes sense. Like, the Captain and Peggy thing, that was a nice, slow burn. That was like a good payoff, and that made sense. And it's still, the the relationship didn't really affect uh, the the first movie, like, it was there, but it wasn't, like, part of the plot. It's when, like, those romances become part of the plot that, like, frustrates me. Um oh, okay. Yeah, like, like I think... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. But, yeah, like, when it's, like, it's like oh, they got taken away, and now you have to choose between your love or solving the mission. Like, I'm like, all right, we don't need this. We don't need this plot. <laughs> oh, okay, and I see this. But I think that with Sylvie, it never... It always fell off, and I think that was kind of their point. Like, it's not... I don't think... I think you're supposed to feel weird about it. Like you're not supposed to be a hundred percent in and you're not supposed to be a hundred percent out.
2: You just kind of accept it. Exactly. Cause it's funny because you, when I saw the moment, I saw the kiss, I was like, I I was, I didn't know what to feel. I was like, why was like good for them? But why also that's weird. This is, it's, it's weird to think about like the fact this is the same person. They're basically the exact same thing, but not really because they've been raised in completely different scenarios. They both have different goals. They both have different character development as we see in this, like, um, the last battle between them. But, yeah, it, like, their, their romance was there to, like, just sort of develop not, like, them as a part as a couple. It was to develop them individually. And that's what made it work. And, like you said, you were always, like, you were never on board, but you were also, like, not... A, away from it. So
0: that's pretty nice. Yeah. And the, uh, that's a good point about uh, how, how it like, because I, I do like one thing that for me, like, I, again, I'm thinking about a lot of the choices Loki's making and, and do they make sense? Right. And I think when Miss Minutes gives him that offer about like taking this, I, I feel like that is where it starts to make sense to me. Like Loki makes sense to me as a character, and Sylvie makes sense to me as a character. And again, I'm going to make another Star Wars comparison, but it was almost like uh, it was almost like the the Ray and Kylo kiss. It's like ah, uh, was this earned? But at the same time, I'm like ah, uh, you know, uh, who am
1: I to say it's, it's young love, right? I'm not going to say See, it's funny because that's one of the ones that I don't think was necessary. I don't think because I don't think that kiss did have a payoff. It exactly. felt very. I do think this did in the sense that it acknowledged their growth but she's still going to do it and like she's still going to go against him anyways it was like almost because with that it was like them coming together and then the kiss this was like them going off with a kiss you know i mean like there's a to me there's a difference and i think what's hard is like i on paper none of this should work but i think what makes it work is like their chemistry like the actor's chemistry is what makes you like feel and i don't think anyone expected it like i i like i guess producers probably did when they did casting and all that stuff, but it like like their scenes are some of my favorite scenes to watch. So the last scene with them at the blankets in the um, last week's episode was just such a nice scene and they both played it so well just seeing like Loki be so awkward with a girl. Like this is probably like one of his first like gloves. And so like I don't know. I'm going all over but it is because I don't know. I walked away from this episode not feeling like super pumped. I was more like, I need time to process all of this and specifically this relationship and what it means now looking back at it from from the beginning to now what it means for loki as a character
2: i don't think i feel like so i'm afraid now that i'm thinking about it maybe loki will be trying to get sylvie back he'll like his purpose now will be to get to sylvie and i don't even think it's going to be for like a romantic type of thing I, I feel like they have this sort of mutual love where they just care for one another like they know what loki's are capable of doing so the fact that them being together whether it be romantically or just like as a friendship it helps them stay in like one sort of path where it's like i'm not gonna try and get a throne because loki's not about that anymore and sylvie can know that can no longer feel like she's alone. Like there's someone out there that understands her, and you know, in a sense, cares for her because she's been alone since she was a little girl. And yeah. we don't really, end that's the show established. We don't know what her next event was. She was just picked out. She was just playing. She was just. I was a video game. She was just playing with little toys. And she gets brought into the TVA, and her timeline gets pruned. We don't get an explanation. So she has a vengeance uh, agenda, and Loki just always had like this. Is no was vengeance. He just wanted to prove something to someone. And them being together kind of, like, fulfills both of those needs.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to get heartbroken Loki. Like, do we think we're going to get, like, like bad boy Loki where he's, like, I think he's, A, going to, like, try to at first, like, go back to his old self. And then he's going to – but he, we realize he's changed. Like, he's going he's gonna to be at, like, bars playing pool. And he's going to be like, I don't care about her. She means nothing to me. But really – He's he's wearing a leather jacket next season, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> with like a mom tattoo. But it's like Sylvie, it's Sylvie with a heart. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right. um, oh. Uh
2: he takes one off of Thor's book. He's just like having beer all the time. He gets this like beer belly. He's like yeah. what happened to Sylvie? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Just, <laughs> yeah. playing Fortnite. She tossed me away. I don't I don't need her. So another beer. <laughs>
0: but, yeah. <laughs> uh so guys we, we kind of we've i feel like we've hit on all the high points here um yeah there's so much lo- there's so, i i know that there's so much like i i don't i feel like we could go on <laughs> forever about this episode and and what it means and uh the series as a whole but uh uh yeah i guess I, we we will we'll just we'll leave it there and uh look i we we got a lot of cool stuff coming and like I said before, it's almost like we're not even in the position to, like, we're not even prepared to talk about the possibilities that are amongst us. So, um, very excited for all that. But um, if you will, let, let's hop over into the recommendations section. Um, and OJ is our guest. I, I'm going to let you go first. Do you have something you want to recommend to the audience?
2: I do. So, it's a show that I kind of started watching. I kind of binge-watched. Let me look for the info real quick so I don't screw anything up. Um, this show came out in uh, 2019. Um, it's called Warrior. It, uh, it was a Cinemax uh, original series, and you can actually see it on HBO Max now. This The only sad part about this is the fact that Cinemax canceled all their TV shows, but we're hoping HBO Max will like, you know, uh, take the advantage, take 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 the series for them for themselves and make it a, th- a third season. So what this talks about it's a, it's a, cr- a crime drama that takes place in the latter half of the nineteenth century during brutal gang wars in San Francisco's Chinatown. Um it's uh, very it has a lot of martial arts. It's basically it's based on Bruce Lee's writings, and I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lee. So as soon as I saw this show, I had to like get into it. It's really fun. So if any of you guys are, like, fans of Bruce Lee at all, and, like, you know a little bit of his story, a lot of, like, things that happen in this show sometimes are, like, homage to, like, some of the things he would do in his career and his acting career, his martial arts career. That was really, really fun. And it has, like, a full, like, almost entire Asian cast, which is amazing, too. It's a really, really fun show.
0: Yeah, and actually, I feel like that might be good for me uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum because I just haven't oh. been exposed to Bruce Lee I had enough. So My headphones um, died. Oh, no. no. I'll give, we'll give you a second. I not
2: know. Let me go out here. Speak. Speakers. This is real
1: quick. You're good. Of course. i will play here whatever I lost my
0: mic too for this, but at least I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um hold on. Test, 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 test. Okay. I was just making sure there wasn't any feedback. Um, okay. But yeah, I'll just pick up. Um I, I think this would be a good show for me because I haven't been exposed to Bruce Lee enough at all. So uh I, I've never heard about this. Again, I was I was about to ask, like, how did you stumble across the Cinemax show? Like I feel like uh like so I got so back
2: when like Warner Brothers announced that all their shows were going to come into HBO Max, I was like, okay, well, I mean, got to get it. So I started getting into HBO Max and I was looking through the series and I saw Warriors and I'm like, this looks interesting. And I read it. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's based on the Bruce Lee's writings. And I'm like, oh, my God. So this was a show that he tried to do back in the time when he was he started making a series like The Green Hornet. Um he uh, he wanted to make this show about like, you know, um, the Chinese people in Chinatown and San Francisco, but since it actually showed how much um what was it? Oh how much racism was had going on, like the producers in America they didn't want to air it because it was like, Oh, you're talking about the truth here and you don't <laughs> want to do that. It's really funny. But like now now they, they, they allowed to, they, they allow the show to you know air and it's really good. Like the fight scenes are amazing. The cinematography, like, camera and the way they they, they show their characters is really well-made. It's a really fun story, too. It's like, it's, like a, it's basically a crime drama, but, like, martial arts, and it's really fun.
0: Yeah, you know, and actually, like, uh, you would think, like, the fact that, like, we focus on Marvel and Star Wars means that we probably, like, really enjoy special effects. But uh, more so than anything, I think Tommy and myself and other guests uh, – more and more we've come to find out that it's uh it's all about the the martial arts of it all and the hand hand hey comment. that that's the cool stuff that's so the really impressive fun. stuff yeah so yeah um tommy do you have a do you have a recommendation for us
1: i do uh so recently i started watching uh an anime show it's like if you're in anime you already probably know this show but it's called my hero academia and it is so good um been enjoying it the principal is kind of scares me but I kind of like him too like, it's like <laughs> if, if you know the show then you know he's like a I don't, it's just it's a lot um, but I think the show is really fun I think if you are looking to get into anime it's a really good one to get into there's and like it's also just like from what I'm hearing uh, through our friend uh, Frizz who's been on the show it there's like comics there's so much there's my there you know there's so much out there about this series so uh, give it a check out. Fun fact:
2: I am not a big fan of anime. The first anime that, if you consider anime, which I do, it was Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Those are like I will die, like that would be in my tombstone. Like he was a fan of Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's my thing. And then I saw um, Demon Slayer, which is technically my first um, anime and then my girlfriend told me to watch my uh, my hero academia and i'm on season 3 now and i'm like halfway through it and it is such a great show i do agree with tommy like if you're new to like anime it's a great anime to start with especially if you're like a marvel fan because it has to do with like powers and stuff but yeah. it's really, really
0: nice Cool, oh, yeah, and I'm. I think we're all kind of in the same boat, maybe anime amateurs, if you will. Um, but I've still, I'm still like, uh, just like in the shallow end of Attack on Titan. So, and that's my first anime. So, um, that's what I want yeah. to get into
2: too. Yeah, i, hear I will, great things about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So, I will put that in my queue, in my anime queue for the future. Um, I'm going to recommend. This is like this has been out for like a couple weeks now, maybe cl- almost a month even. But uh, look, I, I, I can't believe that I, I've let it go on this long without recommending Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, this is, look, so I, I, I've been very familiar with Bo Burnham, like back to when like he was a YouTube sensation, right? Um but I know, he never clicked with me completely. Like I always appreciated him and what he was doing. And like, there were some things that made me laugh and I thought he was talented and all that, but it, it just never really clicked. It wasn't until Bo Burnham's Inside that I was like fully on board with what sort of like artistic mastermind this guy is. Um, if you don't know what it is, basically Bo Burnham, well, first and foremost, he is a comedian that also engages with music as well. Um, but during the pandemic, what he did was he decided to make his own special within his home, all by himself. So he wrote, sang, uh, edited, directed, did the lighting, every everything. This is his this project is entirely his in every single way. Um, so first and foremost, that is impressive. And I also want to say, like, uh, he's very much like grown up with me too. Like, I feel like the humor that I might've been into in like 2011 was probably more succinct with what he was, but I've also grown out of that type of humor and grown into like what he's doing now. Um, And there is a lot of funny stuff in it. And and I don't even know if this is a hot take, uh, but like I almost appreciate him more as a musical artist than a comedian. Again, super funny, which again should like lead to like how good of a musical artist he is. Like, there's some absolute bangers in this in this series that I'm like oh, actually God. listening to, like not just for a laugh, but like as a good song. So, um, yeah, that's Bo Burnham's Inside. It's on Netflix. It's an inc- it's it's probably the. I mean, it's one of the best comedy specials of all time. I'll just say that. okay
1: so i also uh, really liked uh inside i thought it was very well done um and definitely something to watch if you uh dealt with the quarantine which everyone did so exactly.
2: <laughs> and it was yeah. actually nominated for emmy too so that just goes yes. to show how good it was so
0: yes yes um but there you have it so th- those are recommendations um oj look thank you so much for joining us this was thank uh you for having me honestly this is almost like a blind day like i know i've listened to your podcast you've listened to ours but okay. we never spoke so that like i really appreciate you just throwing yourself into it and having fun with us here today so i want to give you the platform real quick if you want to talk about uh if you just want to tell people where they can find you on social media or your podcast or your youtube whatever you want to plug
2: yes uh shameless plug here um you can find us on Instagram as not so serious podcast on YouTube. It's a not so serious channel. Um, essentially that's pretty much it. If you go to the Instagram, there, there's a link tree and you can find all of like all the platforms where you can listen to the podcast our other social media like Twitter. And like I mentioned before on YouTube and as another shameless plug, we are working towards like a website, like a, a merchandise store and a little bit of a brand. So if you uh, you guys as well, you guys are fans of MCU, we'll be having that type of pop culture uh, t shirts as well, and uh, to the people, if you like it, uh, you know, guess you'll if you follow the, the uh, podcast and whatnot, you'll know when it's out and about. Right now, we're still like in the developments, but yeah, we, we got we got we got an uh, alligator Loki shirt, which we yes. we, did, we did give him a name. We had hasn't been named. We named it Crokey, like. I, like nice. I know he's an alligator, but, like, croaky sounded pretty cool. So we decided to just go, like, croaky. Because you, you can also just go, like,
0: croaky. Yeah. No, that, that's perfect. Um, yeah, check out this podcast, guys. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm going to double down on the plug. a uh, you not know, so serious podcast. Uh, there was a rant. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was you. But uh, one of you guys was ranting about – because, I mean, yeah, you talk about all the same stuff we do. I mean, it's, it's all the same – uh, nerdy content, but uh, so, somebody on the podcast was riffing about uh, Florid- Floridians, and uh, <laughs> that might be like one of my favorite pieces. Of,
2: uh, that podcast. is my co.
0: Oh, that's my co-host, <laughs> that's
2: my co-host uh, Luis. So yeah. the funny thing is that I have two Luis, two Luises. That's what we have. One we call Louis, and then the the guy that flashed on Floridians was Luis. He's basically the one that bashes on anything. Like, he'll go on a rant for no reason. And that is why I have him on the show, because those are the best moments. You give him like full five minutes of rant, and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, a a lot of fun. So, uh, again, yeah, thank you, OJ. Check out the podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start to wrap this up here, but I want to do a couple announcements before we go. Um, Just kind of talk about what's coming up for us. So, I believe the next podcast you're going to see from us will be, uh, it it might be one of two things, but it, it, uh, we will have two episodes of A Bad Badge Recap coming for you guys. So super excited about talk about that. And also, um, look, Tommy talked about it a little bit, but I'm really ta- excited to talk about it even more. Tommy and I met in person for the very first time this last week. We went to go see Black Widow. So we are going to do a podcast about that at some point. And I, I would love to just like talk about meeting Tommy too. Like I, I, we have some fun stories about the stuff we did and where we went. So yeah, we need
1: to talk about the restaurant and your cheese. Yeah, the case the, <laughs> the is very different. and uh, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we had like a 20 minute conversation about queso. So we'll have 20 minutes wow. on the podcast about queso as well yes no we but
0: we went to the el capitan theater which um i don't want to say too much i'm going to save it for the podcast but that was one of the coolest movie going experiences i've ever had so uh look forward to that black widow podcast also another thing i did when i was out there i went to galaxy's edge and avengers campus which i've decided i'm gonna have my brother on who went with me to we're gonna do a podcast all about our experience there um tommy's welcome to join us so we'll we'll figure out what's going on there but just want to Keep that in you guys' mind. We got some really cool stuff coming. So uh, very excited about that. Um, but yeah, to wrap us up, I want to give a big thank you to Aaron Robertson who does our music to start us off here and Ethan Kellum who did our logo. i also like to remind you guys to re- rate and review us on iTunes. Um, also hit the subscribe button on your way out. Uh, again, we got all these cool stuffs coming. So uh, if you could do that, that would be awesome. Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Stark Wars Pod, And we also have a Discord. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of chatting there so if you're interested in that just shoot us a message we'll give you a link and uh, that's all we got for you guys so thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time bye bye Bye. whoa whoa.